You're going Clark Gable oh, a little bit. Don't tell me what I'm going. I'll tell you. <laughs> or you ain't getting out of this damn rental store. Hello and welcome to episode two of Tells from the Clerk, brought to you by Vulcan Video. I'm Adam Sweeney. I'm Rob Gagnon. And I'm Travis Kilbo. And we are here to talk movies. Vulcan Video is the, really, there are some other good ones in this in this uh, wonderful nation, but I can, I would stake the claim that Vulcan Video is one of the best video stores in the world. Oh, man. I was in there the other night. Uh, I What'd went in there uh, I, I, to rent the movie we're talking about today, Murder Party. Nice. And I knew they would have it. Uh, it was it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Ariel and I, my, my lovely wife-to-be, we were uh, simultaneously discussing and experiencing that going out to pick a movie feeling. Whereas like on some of the streaming services, it's like I hover over a movie for a second. It starts automatically playing a trailer. I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's not on my time. I'm being rushed to pick a movie. That's just strolling around Vulcan. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I can talk a whole episode about how annoyed I am by that, that, that function. I don't know why it's there. Can but... you shut that off? No. What? Hey, I, Ariel off. and I, okay. We've yeah. been bothered you, you by this. used to be able to, because it used to be a beta thing. So, but but not anymore. Not anymore. We, we've been bothered by this for months now. Mm-hmm. The whole like it'll automatically start streaming thing, and I was just like, "Oh, there's a way to shut it off." I can't believe there's not, mm-hmm. and it only heightens my love for the going the, to a store. The patience. Your hands, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I bet you anything that that has to do with marketing and some type of like algorithm or whatever or analytics. I should say an, an not an algorithm, but analytics where they're basically just saying like. Oh, well, this movie got this many plays, right? Like auto plays. And yeah. then based upon that, they got this many ads, right? At Vulcan, I'll tell you what their metrics are. How many smiles came through the door? <laughs> <laughs> and how many smiles went out? That's yeah. really the what they care about. We uh, Yeah, we average roughly... We, we try to stay stay within the legal boundaries, so we go roughly at, at tops about 75 smiles per hour. That's... <laughs> oh, Adam, I was not there until you got there. <laughs> that was really good. Wow. Thanks, thank you. I was wondering... I thought you were going with percentage or a ratio. That's good. No, thanks, thanks. Um, <laughs> wow. All right, well, it was great talking to everybody. Let's go ahead and go home. All right. I, I've yeah. been Travis. Yeah. <laughs> you always are. <laughs> so today, um, first episode one, we we talked about the 25th anniversary of Batman Returns. It's a very whimsical movie. Doesn't really make sense, but we all love it. It's It was wonderful. Travis, the amazing engineer and producer of uh, Tell Us From The Clerk, recommended this film, Murder Party. Hell yeah. It is incredible. We all will share our thoughts on it, obviously. But let's set the stage for whenever this movie came out. Murder Party was released in 2007. Spider-Man 3 was the top grossing film that year. It's dark times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dark times, dark suits. It was, yeah, all around. dark suits. It was. Yeah. Um, Although I did... We'll, 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 oh, we'll, no, let's not stick, go down that road. Stick to murder party. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> Shrek the third was the second highest one. Now let's talk about his skin tone. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, let's stick to murder party. Yeah, yeah. Rihanna was flying up the charts with the number one hit, Umbrella. Mm-hmm. Ella, Ella. AA. A-A. As A-A. it were. A-A. Yeah, there you go. It's, by the way, if you ever go to the highball, I, like, I promise you, if you are there, you stay for, Three plus hours, you are going to hear at least one person sing "Umbrella" okay. by Rihanna. Sure, it's because yeah. yeah. I don't know why. That's just... one of the things they keep track of: Rihanna's per hour. How many Rihanna songs <laughs> are being sung, and is it enough? Exactly. Yeah, that's how they make the money. Desperate Housewives was the highest-rated show on TV. That was a thing for a while. Uh, <laughs> man, I can't believe that Murder Party Murder Party happened that long ago or that short of a time ago like they all feel like especially uh, the umbrella song feels like it was 
a couple days ago. Yes. But I feel like Murder Party came out in the 90s. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. And Desperate Housewives feels like a long time ago to me. Like, I was actually still, I was like in college, like, yeah. at, like when, and I remember like going home to visit my family and my mom's like, oh, it's a cute, it's a cute, I don't, I, she's not a New York uh, Jewish woman. <laughs> I don't know. Like, my mom's like Southern. So she's like, oh, well, it's funny and it's cute. The girl, she has to hide the fact that she's cheating on her husband. So she mows the lawn in a dress. It's wonderful. And I was like, I, what are you talking about? I think I'm getting farther away from it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, uh, yeah. And I was like, mom, it's Thanksgiving. Let's not talk about this anymore. Uh, but so, so, oh, and then also not pop culture related, which I thought was kind of astounding whenever I was looking up stuff. A gallon of gas was $3.38 at that time. You, oh, crazy. Yeah. Talk about dark times, man. Mm, that is bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So... That, that seems like as high uh, some one of the higher rates we got going on gas around that time. Because yeah. that was right around the recession time, Oof. right? That was that was whenever uh, John McCain and Barack Obama were were knee deep in their, I guess, election mm. uh, electoral competition. Mm. Um, and that was a huge thing. I remember, like, yeah, yeah. look so. at us now. We don't care about gas. Yeah, we bounce back, babies. Yeah, <laughs> we bounce back, babies. <laughs> Hell yeah, high gas, <laughs> low gas. Yeah, high gas, low gas. <laughs> Sixty smiles per hour. We do it all now. We just run on smiles. So, I digress. Anyways, Murder Party, which is a wonderful film. It's a 2007 horror comedy shot in Brooklyn, New York. It was given the Audience Award for Best Feature at the Slam Dance Slam Dance Film Festival. Cool. Here's the plot. A random invitation to a Halloween party leads a man into the hands of a rogue collective that is intent on murdering him for the sake of their art, sparking, sparking a bloodbath of mishap, mayhem, and hilarity. Murder Party was written, directed, and shot by Jeremy Saunier, mm. who has done uh, Blue Ruin. Uh, I used to be much darker, and the absolutely amazing Green Room. Green Room, yeah, which is which is crazy. I didn't even uh, in, until we started watching it, didn't put any of it together. Like, right, and I also like that he likes the uh, he likes the same kind of style of movie. Like Green Room is kind of similar in a way. Um, Definitely. And then uh, <clears throat> uh, got obsessed with just adding color to every second movie he makes. So yes, yeah, 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 yeah. every other movie, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, so let's uh, let's spectrum. kind of open up the let's uh, let's open up the uh, forum for discussion. Um, Robin Travis, what worked for you about Murder Party? I liked the jumping into it aspect. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they if you know what the rest of the script looks like, why not jump into it at the beginning and, uh, uh, yeah, don't waste our time dipping our toes. Uh, so I, I like that they, they kind of set this character up, but they didn't. They weren't so intent on being like, let's fully flesh this guy out. So everything that happens from here on out, they're like, we 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 think people are going to enjoy this movie for the uh, unique deaths uh, <laughs> and um, uh, the the silly dynamics between these people, uh, and it's kind of poking fun at a lot of modern art. Uh, and and so if if we know if we know this is what we're doing here, then we don't have to. We can we can give plenty of um, uh, emotional touch points to kind of understand this is kind of a lonely guy. This is somebody that is looking for a friend or direction, uh, but. We don't need to hear like uh, uh, him have a conversation with his mom, going like, "I don't know, mom. I just yeah. can't get a win." <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> get to the fun cardboard outfit, muffled cell phone know? thing. Have you found someone yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that crap. No, no. yeah, cats. he's got a cats. He's got a cat and some pills. Yes, yeah. you know, and a timer on his watch that tells him when to take the pills. I'm like, that just set the. That, that was one of my favorite things. It set the stage of, like. You put those things together and say, okay. Well, I mean, just the cat alone, probably. Sir Lancelot. But, but there was something about the pills and not explaining and like showing exactly what the pills are in a way for you to know what it might be like him saying something to a doctor on the phone. Like always like a phone conversation with the exposition. Like yeah, it was it was simple and then until it wasn't, you know. Like, it was more show don't tell, more yeah. show than tell yeah. for sure though. Yeah, and yeah. also they didn't waste a ton of time on that. They didn't ignore it, but they didn't waste a ton of time on that. And I appreciated that for, you know, the the style of movie I thought I was renting. Yeah. I got yeah. I got that. They followed through on that. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um uh not that I'm telling artists what to do, guys. That's the last <laughs> thing I'm gonna do. Uh but yeah, I really liked how uh, they jumped into it 
and um, uh, right away you could kind of get the sense that there's this is uh, there's some silliness going on in this this film, mm-hmm. and I like that. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that the very beginning, like the the opening credits, the atmosphere that they set is very dark. Like there's like the music is just very like it was creepy big time, right? Shot yeah. of the pumpkin. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and like as he's walking and then steps on the so so to give you by the way. Um, I would implore you or at the very least encourage you to go and rent Murder Party at Vulcan Video, watch the movie, and then listen to the podcast, yeah. right? Because this is pretty much the biggest spoiler like filled section of all time. So yeah. th- uh, imagine that this is a companion piece. Yeah, yeah. We are not going to mind P's and Q's when it comes to revealing things because uh, okay. that's that's not fun. Uh, <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> yeah. In a yeah. movie like this, it's like uh, it, <laughs> it actually reminds me of um, Lucky Number Slevin. You guys yes. seen Lucky yes. Number Josh Hartnett? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, with Lucy Liu. Yep, and, yep. Uh, I was going to say Bill Murray, not Bill Murray. Um, uh, it's an incredible movie, but it's almost impossible to talk about because if you don't know anything about it, the trailers were very, very simple. They couldn't explain anything because there's so many twists and crazy turns. Right. Um, so trying to explain it, like, if you don't want to watch it, you're probably not going to watch it because you can't be like, ooh, but this part that I can't tell you about was so great. Um, and Murder Party's kind of like that, too. It's like I explain, um, when Andrew and I first got this movie, when my wife and I got this movie, we ran it with something else. We watched Hot Fuzz because it's like a beginning of a relationship thing. We watched that all the way through. And we're just chilling. We're, like, laying on the couch next to each other, laying down. And we got to, and, like, because spoilers or whatever, but... It got to the first time when the girl realized there were preservatives, there were raisins in the in the bread, yes. mm-hmm. and fell over and killed herself. And yeah. we, we both sat up like, oh, it's this kind of movie. Yeah. Like we were so excited that they just they revealed that so quickly, like yeah. it's gonna be a comedy of errors, you know. Like, yes. like it reminded me like in a way of clue. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, which yeah. I I mean, you know, obviously like an, an absolute classic. And I, I really enjoyed that about it. Yeah. And and uh, so so that's like they 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 start with uh, the allergic reaction and somebody falling down and hitting their head. Essentially, one of the most simple deaths that you could have. Yeah, but yeah. very jarring. Very jarring. Uh, in, a, in a good very, way. Very very well done for um for a simple production too. Honestly, which, which is interesting because I'm watching um, preparing for a script right now that I, that I'm writing. And I was watching. I'm a big fan of David Gordon Green, and there's a movie if. By the way, spoiler alert, um, earmuffs. Uh, George <laughs> Washington, which is a great film. Uh, it cost him $42,000 to make. There's a scene in the movie where uh, this young man uh, this young man is accidentally killed by one of his friends because they're just kind of, you know, horse, uh, horse playing around. Mm. And that's exactly what happens is he pushes him down, hits his head on the ground, and eventually, like, the trauma kills him, which I mean could happen, right? I mean, like sure. it's yeah, yeah it, very easily. So, so I thought that this film was very clever in the way that it worked around. By the way, this this film had no budget. Like I mean, when I say no budget, there was no money. Like they they apparently <laughs> tried to do they tried to get investors. Keep in mind, two thousand seven was before Kickstarter, Indiegogo, or anything like that. Oh, oh yeah, insane. I guess that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So or Patreon. So they could. They, and now we've already wrecked it. Yes. We've already wrecked all those things. <laughs> yeah, we weren't even around in 27. Yep. Yeah. 2007. Okay. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. We've like reached We're basically good. like the like the like the the trash can singularity, right? Like you you put something in front of us and damn it if we're not going to yeah. tear it apart. Yeah. Put enough trash in a field and I'll find something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, that's why we call you Rob the Raccoon. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah you're very raccoony. But but so I thought that this film was very clever in in that you know, as, as an independent filmmaker, as as comedians, as podcasters, you know, every, uh, everybody in here, and I'm sure that a lot of people that are listening, um, first off, thank you, uh, but also understand you have to be resourceful. And this film, uh, according to the research, was very difficult to make. Yeah. They tried to do like some type of special effects, right? Because, you know, if, if you do a movie called Murder Party, you better have some kills, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I felt it, like they ended up pulling it off. They did. They which fucking is, did. Yeah, I had, they did. Knowing nuts. that they had absolutely nothing, like oof. hearing that. Yeah, no, they that's had crazy. no, no money, and so, so I thought I love the fact that that like you to to Rob's point, they get very quickly into it. Right, like yep. it's like, what do we need to know about this guy? Okay, he's lonely. He's the type of guy that if he saw uh, that he's a little bit kind of socially uh, socially inept. Uh, so he's the type of guy that if he saw a um, a card 
on the ground and he picked it up and it was like, hey, you're invited to a murder party, he'd be the guy that would probably be like, yeah, I, what else am I doing? I and might they, as well go. No. They even say like, if somebody's willing to show up to something called a murder party, they deserve it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I don't agree with. No, right. Because sure. uh, that's a that's a pure curiosity thing for sure. Yeah. But I think it's important to note for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, and by this time you should have seen the movie. Yeah. Um, that the most the most pivotal scene is that all he really he just wants to watch the movies. He just got back. He went to his local video store, Hey-o. got some ha- Halloween movies. He was yeah. going to watch some stuff and eat a, a tremendous bag of co- uh, candy corn. Yeah. And his cat wouldn't get out of his favorite chair. And so he said, ah, oh, fuck it. I guess I'm going out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Which is which is so crazy. But and, like, And also really like kind of the motivate, like yeah. kind of the motivating factor for any time that I go out, like is like, just a cat won't get out of the chair. Yeah. Something like, inexplicable. Oh, time, to go, time to go to cheer up Charlie's. Not even a metaphor, right? I mean, like, there just happens to be a cat in your way. And you're a like, lot of I aluminum the foil. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go to the H-E- I'm going to go to the grocery store. I might as well swim by the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, which is, which is also weird because I don't have any cats. So I don't know what's going on, like, how they're getting in. Do you still leave your windows open, like, all the time? All the time. Okay. Uh, what is, Doors, that's your, too. That's your reasoning. You yeah. come home, you go, eh, still don't have any cats. I guess I better go out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what these guys are talking about. Everyone's talking about getting pussy. Is this what it's <laughs> to understand? Oh, Rob, that's no good. This is it. That's this is, no good. See, this is why you're the comedian. Like uh, We just sit there and we'll laugh and applaud. But this is why I'm joke. not a comedian, I would argue, <laughs> is making those leaps. But thank you. Okay, well, uh, to uh, each their own. But, but so this this film, as for this film does a great job of really mixing a lot of different layers, right? And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is that there are some comedic elements to it. There are definitely some like terrifying parts. And then there are also some very, I felt like poignant moments whenever, so for example, whenever they take the truth serum and everyone's unique just, scene. Like yeah. unexpected completely, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was... It was uh, well. It almost goes to show how flippant they are in their approach to this whole thing, uh, uh, where they're gonna take this break and have like a fun time and all that. It's it 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 goes right in line with the entire movie and that that group dynamic of we're trying to do a dumb thing and we're messing it up and everyone watching can see that we're we're misstepping but we're kind of enjoying ourselves and if even if somebody were to point that out to them they'd still do the truth serum and the, the and you know the, it, it's uh i thought it was spot on but uh i didn't see it coming yeah yeah, yeah i thought th- i thought that it was a very like it was a little jarring, and I, do, I mean that in a good, like, I mean that as a positive, uh, as, as kind of a positive um, critique of the film. I did not anticipate there to be a moment where everybody's sitting around just talking about, like, they're talking about their feelings, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and it was, it was cool, and it worked, because I thought that that was a very clever way to, uh, to, to increase the character development. Right. To really take a step back and be like, okay, these people, like they're all killers, like would be killers. Right. They all have big dreams. But pathetic would be killers. And yeah. okay, Big time. Big time. But let's get to know a little bit about these character dynamics, which ultimately, once we get to the third act, will play out. But if they started with that, we would not have gotten to the gore and fun and blood and all that kind of stuff. They put it in the middle in a very unique way. Otherwise, why would these vain people, these odd, vain, fake people, why would they all of a sudden get emotional? I mean, I thought thought that was a a great um, writing twist and and, uh, Mm -hmm. plot point. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And the fact that they would take whatever drug this guy, I can't even remember what the... uh, Alexander. Alexander, yeah. His friend or whatever, yeah. Uh, Just to take the drugs because he wants them to take the drugs. Because, like, you know, the, the whole point of this is that they want to get the grant money from this gentleman right who says that he has all this money if they can prove it to him that he that they have an artistic project and you know so killing this guy in the most artistic way right so you get the grant and then they just do everything he tells them and 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 i really you know (laughs) i watched a review about this movie after like watching the movie again and remembering how much I fucking hate that guy, and then the acting was like that he's probably the weak, the, the poorest actor, like the poorest performance. Agreed. But if you think about his character, like you're I, not I, supposed to like him. You're not supposed to like him too. But also like it, it's okay that he's not a great actor because yeah. he's also that weird pathetic fake guy. Yeah. So it's almost like it plays to the character that the actor wasn't able to. He perform might be him correctly, the best you know? actor doing 
Yeah, just do it. Perfect medium job. A, du- yeah. a double up, yeah. <laughs> I doubt right. it, but yeah. you know, you course, never know. Because it, it, it was uh, uh, interesting uh, how f- effective it was because he was this phony. Well, yeah. and yeah. and I also really liked that, that, I mean, again, this this goes to, uh, to, to you know, Jeremy Saulnier, Macon Blair, and Christopher Sharp, who are the three creators of, uh, essentially, of the film. Um, and two of them, I'm not sure Jeremy was in it, but Macon and Christopher were definitely in the movie. Macon plays Macon, and Christopher plays Chris, the the, the central character. Um, uh, is and, Macon the wolf mask guy? Yes. Yes, I thought yes, so, yes. Yes. Um, and I, I thought it was cool that they were clever about the, the tropes, like that they all wear, like, you know, that they all wear one person's dress as Blade Runner uh, or Daryl Hannah in Blade Runner. One person's dress as Tony Montana in, uh, in uh, Scarface. I, I like that. And the uh, uh, the dead baseball player. Yes, uh, the Furies. That's... Bill, I believe. Okay, okay, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought that was uh, interesting how he... Interesting is not the word. I thought it was fucking cool how <laughs> he like <laughs> suddenly became this force yeah. to be reckoned with within, uh, reckoned with within the movie. Uh, uh, just to, before we get too far off budget, um, I thought given how little money it sounds like they, they had, uh, especially the melted mask effect oh so cool like i forgot about it entirely they really pulled that off yeah Mm -hmm. that is that i imagine you can do that embarrassing like that you can embarrass yourself trying to pull that off yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah. and they did it and if it looks bad i mean you're like it's that is the type of effect that could completely derail the film yeah right Mm -hmm. i love the fact that they were smart they just kept it you know really there's two there's pretty much two locations right there is Chris's house at first, and then they go to this warehouse. Yeah, and it's smart because that's why a lot of horror films just shoot inside a house. Is mm-hmm. because it's like we can control location, we can control yeah. all of the atmosphere. Single We're not room, outside. Single right. room stuff, especially think about the budget and like seeing it as a kind of a low budget. Because I mean, it doesn't look like it's got Hollywood money for sure. Sure. Um, but like knowing it's okay, so this could be in the entire the, the whole thing's in a warehouse, yeah. and then they change scenes multiple times, and then it's like actually shooting on these uh, man like. Even the establishing shots start showing up, you yes. know. Like all of a sudden, they're like, "Well, we need to we need to film this the right way." Which now they're leaving the safe space of all the comedy, and now it's turned into the horror movie. You know, yeah. like it's getting chased down. The art show and yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. that's right. I forgot because yeah. uh, yeah. the finale they go to the art show, right? Which, yeah. uh, which I, I mean, which is a room, two rooms, essentially. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, but, sure. But and maybe I'm maybe I'm reading too much into this, but considering that. You know, this was the first, like, I mean, they had done other films, but this was the first, I believe, feature, like, you know, feature-length film that they put out in the festivals. Um, <clears throat> this group, by the way, is called The Lab of Madness, um, this this trio, which is really cool, a cool name, by the way. Um, I, am I am I wrong, or was I picking up on this, that this may have been, like, a critique about the, uh, about the art scene and about how so many people say that they want to do something really great, but they don't really want to put the time and the effort into it. Falling through and... You know know what I mean? Like, I kind of felt like maybe it was kind of like some type of a, a little bit... Of a uh, of some social commentary on on filmmaking and also art and and how money plays into art. I, I'm always a big fan of I uh, I I assume that people uh, are picking up on things that are there, but I don't read into things. But this, I think, even for a dullard like myself, uh, <laughs> uh, the the whole like Alexander being this phony and uh, funding and uh, accepting this. Uh, murder of life and reality to come through as art and everyone just kind of accepts it at the art show and everything. Uh, yeah, I I mean, and they're not even really making a comment. They're sure. just pointing it out. Yeah. 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 They're, uh, which is, you know, that's their lane. I think that that is, uh, they, they shouldn't reach further than that. They don't have to. Well, they say, I mean, that you know, you always, in, in script writing classes, one of the first things that you're taught is write what you know. Or any writing classes, really. Like, Improv, um, they talk about don't get into subjects you don't know or you're not going to, it's not going to be truth in comedy because yeah. there's no truth. It doesn't play real, yeah. right? Mm. So I could see how this movie really, which is about, uh, about a bunch of um, aspiring artists uh, that can't get funding, right? 
are the question is are they willing to kill for what they love? Right. Right. It's as simple as that. That's mm-hmm. basically the premise. And I could see how these guys having tried to, you know, like this trio having tried to get funding and not be able to do it would definitely be like, okay, so who's this who's the bi- who's the big bad? Well, it's the person that has the money, the producer yeah. that's not willing to give us anything, you yeah. know. So I think, you know, I I thought it was just like a certain like a whip smart movie. I thought it was awesome. Um what didn't work for you guys? Me personally, <clears throat> even though I understand uh, the age of the thing, that's why it, that's why it feels like it's a 90s movie. Um the music persists too much. The the kind of spookiness. Yeah. There's yeah. some jokes that just I, I feel like would have landed better if they would have been present by themselves. You sure. Know? Um, the music just kept going. And I, my, my number one rule for movie making is get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like everyone who tries to make their first thing like wants to make a long shot or they want to make a long... Thoughtful. Yeah, like... Be- the whole skyline for five minutes. Right, yes. right, yeah. right. Right. <laughs> and like if you, can get, if you can get the point done and then edit it 15% out of that, like more often than not, you're, you're going to have a better product. Yeah. yeah. And so the music just made it feel longer than it needed to be in some scenes and... Yeah. Um, and uh, kind of like I don't know, like it felt like it was insisting that the scene was more important than it should have been, instead sure. of just like caring about the scene. Yeah, yeah. you know Dan pa- Dan Patrick, he's like ESPN. It used to be ES- ESPN, right? Uh, he was like on the Sports Center. Yeah. Uh, now he's like a very he's a great radio host. Um, I think works with uh, NBC Sports. Um, he he every time that he talks to his like production team because mm-hmm. uh, they do like you know videos as they're doing the show he says cut it in half and then cut it in half yeah that's like his point so yeah. i think that that yeah. kind of speaks to what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. You know? it, 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 that's got to be um well i guess when it comes to music that uh, that's a more specific note but uh i kind of as much as i said i don't um you know, I, I think probably I'm just wrong about this, but I, I wanted a little probably. more coming from the uh, Chris, uh, Chris, the main character. Yes. I kind of wanted to have more coming from him at the end uh, in terms of, um, yeah, it, it seems wrong to have him give a big speech at the airport or something like that. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, it, it was like... Uh, uh, yeah, I kind of wanted him to uh, volcano over a bit more and kind of, um, you know, he doesn't have to save the day in so, uh, some dramatic way or whatever. But uh, yeah, a little more, a little reflection or whatever. But maybe if they did that, it would have taken me out of it. And I would have been like, ah, you don't have to put a button on it like that. What yeah, am I, some yeah, dummy? Yeah. It was just enough that he shamed his cat and threw his pills away, in my opinion. I yeah. I yeah. So, so the two things like I want I, really quickly I want to bring up is I I loved like and I love the work always of Macon Blair. Mm. Um, I think he's incredible in Blue Ruin. He's phenomenal. He's great even in Green Room. I also liked um, Stacy Rock who played Lexi. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought she was really incredible. Is she the one in the full? Yes. Uh, yes. The Daryl Hannah. Yes. Bodysuit. Yeah. She. I she thought, stood out the most out of all the non. Uh, out of all those characters that were kind of smaller, but not really. Yes, yeah. the rogue gallery, right? Yes. As it were. Is she still doing stuff? Uh, she is. Okay. She she is. Um, I was looking up uh, the other day because I thought the same thing. She really stood out to me, and so I was asking. I was I was looking online. She's apparently she's so she's she's a singer songwriter as well as an actress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's uh she does theater as well. Um, oh, okay, okay. So she was in so she was in Blue Ruin. Uh, so I think that she's focusing mainly on music and theater. Mm. Uh, Blue Blue Ruin is her last credited uh, credited uh, yeah. appearance okay. Uh, okay. In, in film. Um, I what didn't work for me was I absolutely agree with what with what uh, Rob is saying. I feel like Chris, to me, in a way, almost uh, his character his character was just a means to an end. It's a little too much Avatar of an Avatar for us, and yes. less of uh, a real thing. I'm watching a real person. He felt like the anti Laurie Strode from Halloween to me, right? Where we're along for the entire ride with Laurie, and we care about her because we get to know her more. Yeah, I, and I'm not, and I know that this sounds like a contradiction from what we talked about at the beginning because I don't feel like we needed to know a lot about him. But I do feel like we needed to see some type of like earned victory or change in him, you know, because yeah. because the truth is, it's like if if I was like drugged up and nearly killed, I would not automatically just go right back home and just be like, 
fuck you, Sir Lancelot. Get up. You yeah. know, oh, well, time to eat more candy corn. Like, I feel like I would be changed, right? Yeah. And so I felt like at the end of the movie, there was something that needed to happen there, even if it's like something humorous to where maybe there is the phone call from his father, right? That's like, what'd you do this weekend? He's like, what'd I do? Fuck you. Right. And like hangs up. Or something. I you guess know? I like the quiet dignity. I guess I, I, I guess I disagree with you. Guys I mean, I, I, think it's okay. a, I, I think like... it's a match for the film. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. it's something bigger, I, I guess at the time I felt like that's that's appropriate for the guy. Like the him coming effects. home and just having a little bigger balls, and then um and throwing the pills. Actually, I think throw they're... a transformer in there. Come on, <laughs> where are the where are the CG? And then Michael Bay to re- re- uh, that, yeah, movie, you know yeah. what would have made this movie better? Yeah. Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. Michael yeah. Bay would have really done this movie right. Twenty five minutes of angry noise just thrown right in our faces. Yeah, yeah. The um, sound of the sound. Uh, I think uh, we maybe off off uh, off of uh, the podcast we talked about this. Is anytime I hear that, you know, like mm-hmm. Christopher, like the Christopher the Nolan sound. Yeah. yeah, the Inception sound. It always to me sounds like Optimus Prime like jerking off. <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> I'm like, well. We just uh, there was a climax, Gonna but take a nap. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, Autobots nap. Yeah, so <laughs> so I I, I roll out you, of bed. <laughs> <laughs> a fold out, but I see what you did there. Um, I agree with. I think Travis brought it up. I think that the the like I I thought Alexander's character. Uh, who plays the leader of the group? Who's going? He he basically is the kind of catalyst for this murder party because he offers a grant potentially. I think it's three hundred thousand dollars, but then he ups it, right? I think it was only thirty five thousand dollars. Is it? It was it was it was smaller than that. I think. I, 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 okay. I can't so he offers a certain amount of money, yeah. and he's like, "If you kill, you know, we will. I'll I'll fund your art or whatever, and then you can go off and live your dreams." I felt like they really built him up. Like when they're checking their phones and they're like, shit, Alexander's Before he showed calling. Up. Alexander's calling. Oh, right. God, we better hurry. We're right. in trouble. Right. Yeah. I was like, okay, this guy's going to be pretty badass and pretty sinister, right? He might change the tone of the movie. And then like he shows up and I I don't know. It just it just didn't work for me. Like, they could have gone and they could have gone with our expectations and made him giant terrifying right. or they I feel like that what they cl- did more so, but not to the full extent, is uh, subvert expectations and have him be a, you know, a mob, like the mobster nickname thing, yeah, where yes, his yeah. name's tiny, he's huge, or vice versa. <laughs> um, okay, and yeah, so, yeah, sure. yeah, so like, uh, he could have been more, if 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 they're going to go in that direction, have him be more groveling and uh, like just a Woody Allen guy shows up, essentially. Right. Just somebody that's like, this guy's not intimidating or anything. And then yeah. you see little flashes of or whatever, but... If if their point though is that he's a phony and he's a fraud and everything, I mean, did they cast that right and play it right by having him be this middling kind of not what we expected in either direction and fake and yeah. like? Yeah, I had I I think that's a good that's a good question, Rob, because I I had a professor Steve Ruman at the at Texas Lutheran University in our film and media class um, who asked that question. I remember there was uh, one of one of my um, what would it be? Just colleagues? One of my uh, other other, stu- other other students that I was at school with. Uh, we were watching. I think it was maybe the Maltese Falcon and uh, and uh, the Maltese Falcon and 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 uh, there was a character, a villain on screen, and she and you know this this uh, this girl was like, man, that guy just gets on my nerves. I don't like him. And the professor <laughs> was like, well, why don't you like? Why do you not yeah. enjoy his work? And she's like. He just he's just super I don't know he's just super like e- like obnoxious and evil and and so so the so so to to our point the professor was like well yeah that's yeah. what he's trying to do so I yeah. think that I think it would be awesome to sit down you know <laughs> if we ever got the chance to talk to Macon Blair mm-hmm. Jeremy Saulnier and uh, Chris Sharp and ask them like look talk to us about that character yeah was like were you directing him to be very kind of flippant and you know like. Well, not what, what was your intent? Yeah, right. Because yeah. because I think that you're right. It may be a situation where where they were what they intended to do was right what on. They did, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, it actually made me uh, thinking about how the character works out for the way you guys were talking about it. Um, I'm actually second guessing a thing. I hmm. feel like maybe maybe because they had a weak actor 
doing this big thing. The attempt was so large, like this guy's gonna show up, he's gonna be so such a big deal. Yeah. Um they because they added in the dialogue of asking who his henchman was, his yeah. drug dealer. If they hadn't asked that question, then maybe that would have been their intimidation. Is like, not only does this guy have money for us, but also he always brings this fucking weird dude. Yeah. So we have to make sure we keep him happy. Otherwise, it's just now this timid guy with money is freaking everyone out. Yeah. Only because he has this guy with a gun or this yeah. guy with the drugs or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I hate mean, the movie now. So, oh crap. I don't know. Travis Stone, come back. Travis <laughs> oh, he's, he's we're, gone. We're no longer produced. <laughs> <laughs> We just like have like a tin can or something that we're just banging on for the rest of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Full, fully work, fully work. Two tin cans actually with a string. This is how the podcast is going to Put it work. together, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I, I, uh, to get to um, kind of like, it's, it, it's, it's always that, that thing of like, if you talk to somebody about their work, uh, it, is this a situation where they, are making this movie they know they have not a lot of funding they don't expect some national release yep. and they're like you know what instead of instead of doing uh for whatever reason we want to make the movie just how they made it let's assume yeah uh even though that's not really fair but let's assume they made it just how they want to make it yep. maybe they do these things where chris is not having some giant uh explosion at the end of revelation and character arc uh, little goodies coming to fruition and um this guy isn't the hulking figure or the puny figure, um, maybe they're able to take all these choices and and run with them because it's an independent movie. Uh, does that make it better or worse? Does that make it less likely to have a wider release? And how do you deal with that? I right. mean, uh, yeah, I guess I'd be curious how they feel about this movie. Is this what they wanted to make and this is very much along their vision or what was what were the sacrifices um, uh, and and why would you make certain sacrifices? Are you hoping for more funding or yeah. uh, to get into one festival versus another? But um, given how many factors there were to consider in terms of budget and um, the actors that you're able to get and everything, they really pulled off quite a lot. They they did very very well i think that that's a really excellent point like kind of following that last part you kind of punctuated is that it's really hard to just find actors i mean like not you know it's it's enough to ask for actors to just show up and film for a couple of weeks or a weekend it's it's additionally difficult when you have no budget and then you're like Hey, we need to find really solid actors. Also, by the way, who aren't going to get paid. Yeah. Because let's go ahead and assume <laughs> that nobody in this film got anything except for probably some pizza yep. and uh, maybe got to take their costumes home. Maybe. Maybe. And then probably not. <laughs> yeah. And all that then, powdered milk, too. Oh, you know? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, can mm -hmm. also, you could also uh, assume okay. that they're going. Oh, uh, who do I owe a favor? Who owes me a favor that is a good actor? Do I have enough of those things set up yeah. so we can put this together with no budget? By the way, they spent, they actually, I just did some research. They actually, in, in post, spent $2 million on the candy corn. So they just put <laughs> oh, that all. Okay. So, yeah. It looked very orange. It was, yeah. it was good. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah. They got Michael Bay. They brought him in for, for, for 10 seconds. Yeah, I was so, wondering why each individual candy corn bit was exploding constantly. Yeah. <laughs> they just kept blowing up. Yeah, yeah, and then firing bullets. Like it was incredible. It was, it, it was yeah, that's yeah. part of the movie. Very well done. Um, <laughs> favorite costume from the group of killers, Travis. Oh, obviously it's Chris. I mean, that's obviously the fucking Lancelot. The Lancelot makeshift. Yeah, making like out of cardboard. Like it was pretty damn it, impressive. It was pretty badass. Yeah, that almost, is, almost a little too badass, I guess, in the is, timeline, but. Yeah, absolutely incredible. But I will say I'm going to give it worst and best costume mm. <laughs> pre melting werewolf mask. Terrible costume. This is a werewolf mask. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's, it's Post melting lazy. werewolf mask where he's tearing his skin off and the 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 yep. mall of yes. the mask is stuck on him still. Awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm going to say that one wins best and worst for me. Nice. Cool. Nice. I'm going to go with uh, Blade Runner. Uh, sure. I thought I thought that um, that Lexi did like that costume was just badass. Sure was, and yeah. I know like I I could totally see how like 
it's just it's just iconic. And if I was at a costume party and I saw someone wearing that, mm-hmm. I would automatically be drawn to to whoever that is. Right. Something and, about her acting too kind of <clears throat> matched the costume, even though it doesn't match the Blade Runner yes. character yeah. thing. Like yeah, yeah, she it's did. like this futuristic aloofness. Yes, yeah. yeah, she she did a great job. I really like the I like the relationship between between Macon and Lexi. Like, I mm-hmm. thought that it was really good, and it read really real. Like, I thought it read authentically. Yeah. I thought it was a little creepy whenever he pulls out the uh, the ice the <laughs> popsicle. That sure. he's like, I had your popsicle stick forever. But oh, I yeah. think that was the point, right? That. Yeah. Yeah, that part, I was like, Ey. Well, that matches people that are having a murder party. Right, yeah, big yeah. time. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of forget that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they don't let you forget for very long <laughs> before there's more murder Did love the Fury. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I, no, did, I did love the Fury's costume, the, mm-hmm. the, the Warriors. That was perfect, of course. Yeah. Um, a little un- unexpected and... Um, Worked out well because it was almost like a red herring because he was so quiet. And he was yes. on his phone the whole time. Then he wound up being the main protagonist in a way. Right. Um, antagonist, sorry. Antagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I like that. That's a pretty simple twist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just such a simple costume to have. And yeah. Um, he's probably too old to even remember the movie. So. Man, we, we, too need young, to, we need to watch a bunch of Walter Hill films and uh, talk about it. If only we had a podcast to do that on. Hmm. Eventually. I'm going to get, I'm working on it. I know a guy who has hmm. some, some tin cans. We just need a producer, a new producer. A new one. Travis <laughs> left after he realized this <laughs> yeah, movie yeah. was no good. This <laughs> is actually all of the stuff you're hearing about Travis. We recorded earlier today. Mm. So it's, it's very good that we actually had this all queued up. We're savvy. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Favorite character from the movie Rob? Uh... Yeah, I guess I'll 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 stick on my Macon train and I'll stick with Macon. Uh, you know, I was gonna say like there's nothing really redeeming about him, but even Chris, I feel like there's not a ton of redeeming qualities, just kind of yeah. vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um uh so yeah, I'm gonna go with Macon. I I thought he had uh the the least amount of uh, faculties to keep him from joining a group like this. He seemed like mm-hmm. probably this was everyone saw it coming since second grade. He was playing <laughs> with matches and melting cats or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, definitely. Yeah. I'll go with Megan. Yeah, I agree with that. Megan? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think that I'm gonna have to go with him also. I I mean Megan follows It's decided. Yeah, <laughs> making. We need the gavel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. I'm gonna go ahead and oh, no. I'm gonna add that to my Amazon. List. Yeah, get that in the Amazon wish list. Gavel. Um, three gavels if we can get them because I have a feeling three that three gavels. You guys are producing this shit. I'm the one with the gavel. <laughs> All right, oh, fair enough. Oh, here we go. Sounds like somebody already has a gavel. He's <laughs> talking over here. So I'm gonna go making. I felt like he was so human, and there were very important moments in the movie, especially like. Like his reaction to whenever Lexi hooks up with Alexander, whenever he's kind of putting two and two together that they just had sex, him sitting there talking to her and saying, I, I, I love you, whatever yep. the true serum is, you know, they're all, they've all taken the true serum. I just felt like he grounded the movie. And that is consistent with what Macon Blair does. Like, um, we'll eventually get to, I'm sure, Blue Ruin, which was the, which was, uh, the next movie. Um, that uh, Jeremy Saunier did yeah. and Macon Blair, uh, I think, co-wrote it. But he definitely was the lead actor. Um, and it's just a beautiful film. It's awesome. And he's just chewing up scenery, like, yeah. left and right. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, cheers to him, man, because, like, that, it is not easy to make a movie. It's not easy to make a movie that 10 years later sticks out, right? Um, but this is why, I mean, this is why I <laughs> yeah. love the fact that Vulcan Video is around and it's staying around because you don't have these types of conversations. I mean, you could on Reddit, mm-hmm. I guess, but you're not having these types of conversations Ugh. on Amazon or Netflix, right? You can't. No, not, not in this no. It doesn't happen. Yeah. There's an algorithm and an algorithm that just says, like we said last time, we, we noticed because you watched Aliens that you like movies with uh, movies with cats. So here's nine, <laughs> here's nine lives. We're looking Kevin at you, Spacey. Hulu, you motherfucker. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, well, like I mentioned before, when I was talking about this movie, we only found it because we were walking through... A rental place. Yeah. Like, I would never have just watched this randomly on Netflix. Right. I'm never that hungover. <laughs> no. But there's always something else that I'd watch instead, but like walking past and saying, hey, this looks kind of cool. Yeah. And like, that's, that's the best kind of discoveries and just like happened to be there, you know? One of my, my favorite uh, memories with my father, because we used to stay up late and we watch SNL on Mad TV and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. um, we used to get movies uh, and, one time, I uh, he he came home 
and we came home and we thought we were getting something with a W and it ended up being waiting for Guffman oh, oh, yeah. it was behind nice. the wrong thing. Uh-huh. And so we put it in and we think it took, it took us a minute to realize this is a mockumentary kind of thing. Yeah. But like, what a blessing to like, and what a unique to specifically to the video store experience where like you just happen upon a movie. Sometimes it'll find you and sometimes you go through the aisles and you pick it, but mm. man, uh, it is, uh, yeah, it really feels good. It feels like, uh, it feels like you're, you're, uh, kismet. Yeah. Kismet and, and you're, you're cheating somehow. Like, uh, like <laughs> the universe is like, Oh, I didn't mean for you to see that. Well, heck, I guess, you, <laughs> I guess you can. Why is the universe like, <laughs> like, like a wild west town? <laughs> well, well, oh, Gus Chiggins is gonna we, let you into the back. Yeah. We're not gonna be able to get out to other parts of the galaxy for some time. I'd get comfortable if I were you. Well, Adam's, uh, at, you're like a gold prospector. Over yeah, there. yeah. I don't know why I went to a prospector. So I'm, a, I'm like more 1849. I'm yeah. on California. Yeah. You're probably more in the like kind of like parts of Oklahoma. Texas. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. 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 He's the one with a vacation. You're the... the, 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 the I'm on vacation. You right, don't want to talk right. to this yeah. southern panhandling guy here. He's oh, no, the most you're, you're, you. you're going Clark Gable oh, a little bit. don't tell me what I'm going. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, you ain't getting out of this damn rental store. Gavel, gavel, gavel. Yeah. <laughs> Vulcan's but, great. But yeah, I, I, yeah, that's what it is. It's like Pavlov's dog. Bing! Vulcan's amazing. <laughs> so I think, I think that... I, but I think that that speaks to kind of to what, what's... Re- I mean, you know, I work at I work at Vulcan. We all go to Vulcan, and what's amazing is like this movie was completely off my radar before mm-hmm. we had this podcast. Yeah. So I mean, it's great to just have this conversation, and you know, hopefully, what happens is that it opens up and that we start having conversations with people that listen and find out what mm-hmm. they're into. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. I'd be willing to bet. I mean, there's thirty six thousand movies at Vulcan Video. You could spend your entire life, yeah, and you would never get through all of them, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say like. Even the most like movie savvy person that sits down that's like I'm watching five movies a day, <sighs> like yeah, it's called going to festivals and being a film blogger. It's not oh. good. Um, but but even those people, there's no way that they know every single movie, no. right? Mm-hmm. And so so this is a really cool. I mean, this was kind of the exact opposite of Batman Returns, right? Which is like everybody mm-hmm. knows Batman Returns. If even if they haven't seen it, they they're aware that it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. And this one is, hey, make sure you watch this. Yes. You're you're gonna want to see this. Mm-hmm. We don't have to convince anybody to have seen Batman Returns in right. the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh um now I went up to the location up on North Loop. Yes. Uh they have a southern location, is they that do. right? On Where? Russell Drive. It's over by Blazer Tag. Um I know that. Yes, yep. yes. I okay. Uh near William off William Cannon ish kind of yes, yes. yes. I gotta get down there. Yeah. 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 Yes, Manchak. Yep. I gotta get down there, uh, but they have one on North Loop. Uh, yes. Check it out, folks. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's yeah, you won't regret it. Make sure to stop by. Everybody, I mean, everybody in there. I mean, and I mean this. Like, I actually went to go see Spider-Man: Homecoming yesterday and ran into Nathaniel Hendricks, who uh, ah! the, you know Nathaniel. I know Nathaniel very well. He's, He's a great. very funny improviser sketch guy over at TNM. Yeah, yeah I, I went love to Nathaniel. the new movement. I went and saw uh, Unnecessary Sequels a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, part two Unnecessary Sequels. Yeah, Travis I went there. just interviewed Lisa mm-hmm. for Drunkcast. Mm-hmm. Wow, this mm-hmm. is all it's, coming together. It's and that is it's like we live in the same town and run the same circles, fellas. <laughs> 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 almost, almost. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's uh, I, I think it's great because I got to uh, have a conversation with him outside of uh, like right after. Yep, right after uh, Sp- right after Spider Man Homecoming, he was going to see a ghost story. We started talking, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I thought about this." And then one of his friends is like, "Oh well, yeah, my opinions on Spider Man Three were I really enjoy Sam Raimi, and I feel like I can enjoy the new Spider Man Homecoming. I don't think it should be either or." Blah blah blah. So we got into this like really like cool like like breakdown of all these different movie genres and everything. And I feel like you know if if we had like if I had my druthers. Uh, well, now hold on. Uh, check with me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah, um, we would end up. This would just be a forum, like for community of film lovers, right? Where mm. everybody just gets to talk, and we get to turn each other on to films that we've never heard of. Mm. We get to revisit films that mm. we love, and uh, and I think that's really it's pretty amazing. So, yeah. um, final thoughts about Murder Party. We'll start with Travis. 
uh, I don't know, final thoughts. Um, absolutely 100% recommend it to anyone who wants to have something a little fresh, a little different with the same trappings of what you'd like. Um, and it's a little old, remember that, but I don't think you'd need too much um, preparation to be able to actually enjoy it. Yeah. You know? I don't think it'd be like, oh, well, this was made in, in, in the arts. Just just watch it. Watch it like a movie, and it, it, it it's good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Rob? I would say horror fans absolutely must check this one out. Yeah. Uh, but even if you're not a horror enthusiast or might not, uh, like if you're worried about missing a reference to something, I mean, I'm the guy out of the three of us that's going to miss the reference. I'm not going to know who uh, Will Jikamoto is. Right. That's a name I made up. <laughs> Don't feel bad. I na- made that name up. Uh, 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 that's a pretty good but, fake name. Yeah, God, Will Jikamoto. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there, there. Uh, you don't right. have to. If you're a horror enthusiast, you're you're absolutely gonna love this movie. But um, if you are having a, it's it's October twentieth, and you're having a Halloween thing, and you don't want to have a, a bunch of people to go over, but you just have a, a small group and and watch a movie. Uh, this one is absolutely a match for um, all kinds of horror fans and people that don't like horror. So uh, yeah. get into it. Get I would absolutely it. play this at a party. I'd absolutely yeah. play this on a big screen. Just watch out. a death or two and you can pop in and out uh-huh. and, and uh-huh. it's okay. Uh-huh. That's not to say that it shouldn't be appreciated overall. Of course, no, no, of course. no one's yeah. saying that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, totally could work in that scenario. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Stacy Rock is playing uh, a lot of shows right now in, uh, in California. She's... Uh, She's actually playing Beverly Hills, California tomorrow, and I'm going to L.A. for our documentary, the Nickelodeon documentary, The Orange Years. Cool. So I might stop by and see if they're playing and just be like, hey, we featured you on the podcast. You don't have the guts. You won't do it. (laughs) You're probably right. right, I'm just kidding. No, no. That's the opposite effect. I will will and I'll prove you wrong. (laughs) Okay. You southern Dixie crap. You scalawag or carpetbagger or whatever. (laughs) One of those one of those two things was a was an insult. Probably like three of those are racist, so we don't even know it's tied to some old scallywag. They used to call uh, <laughs> yeah. Will Giamoto's uh, family that back in the day. Will Giamoto was in an internment camp and he was called, yeah. Oh, we, oh, no. Oh, okay. I digress. We well, that's all. We all digress. We all digress. But so <laughs> I have a feeling as we plan some live events, which by the way, will be on the outlook. Go to Vulcan Video ATX. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow us at Vulcan Video uh, on Facebook. And uh, we're going to have some events, some live screenings of movies. And I think that Murder Party, I'm going to go ahead and nominate it as, like, hopefully, I think it should be probably the first one that we do. Cool. Especially if that's, like, around fall, like, around yeah. when, when October? September, October times. Ooh, that'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever it gets a, whenever in Texas it gets to a mild 90-ish, mm. 90 degrees. Mm. Put on yeah. my parka. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. A crisp 90. <laughs> yeah, a little crisp 90. But um, so, yeah, with that said, uh, thank you all very much for listening to Murder Party. Episode three, which I'm extremely excited about, is going to be one of Rob and my favorite films. It is Gus Van Sant's Good Will Hunting. The soundtrack, the emotions, two budding young stars, the history. I've heard some crazy rumors about the original scripts and everything. We're going to get into all of it. I'm very excited about yeah. that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be very exciting. So, um, gents, once again, great job. Episode two, uh, a little invisible touch of the glass. Ching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Travis like, yeah, you know the glass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you very much, everybody, for, for listening. Uh, I'm Adam Sweeney. Rob Gagnon. Travis Kilper. And you've been listening to Vulcan Videos, Tales from the Clerk. Content pending.